Welcome to the Brinkman Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the audio drama, The Brinkman Adventures, all about missionaries. And we've, we've gotten to talk to a lot of the missionaries behind it, and of course, the writers and some of the actors, and hear the stories and, and those kinds of things. I'm your host, Eric Schilder. And I'm Sarah Boltman. And Sarah Boltman does not get to be host today. Oh, I'm sorry. Demoted. You do not. Actually, this is going to be a special episode because I'm going to introduce uh, a honorary <gasps> co-host. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm here to take your spots. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Sarah. Yeah. So I'm you have excited. To, <laughs> your hair is not as long, I think, <laughs> is the thing. So, well, you know, this is episode 15. This is our podcast episode 15 called Aunt Sarah. And I say it's kind of special because my co-host here, we're kind of introducing her uh, when she joined the series. Mm -hmm. And so this episode is all about Aunt Sarah. Now, why don't you just refresh us as to how you got involved? We know we know how Ian got involved. and uh, But how did you get involved? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I got involved because I was... Uh, the younger sister of Ian, for one thing. Nepotism. <laughs> I call nepotism on this family. whole thing. <laughs> no. You, do you have any Not other family all. members working on Brinkman Adventures? <laughs> it's that all like family to... except it's... for you, Eric. <laughs> I thought you I was family. In no, there's a lot of <laughs> other right, people. I told you I've that. actually known you longer than your kids. This so. is true. Yeah, we go way back. <laughs> no, really, the real reason was I was um, in South Africa at the time, and... Um, something had happened to me and Ian caught wind of it. I think I probably sent out an email blast, pray for me. I'm really, we're in this crazy situation. I don't know what's going to happen and kind of worried. And so Ian was kind of in on it. And so when it was done, maybe a half a year later or so, he said, Sarah, we're doing this thing where we're telling missionary stories. Can we do your story? And, um, I was like, sure. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about, but yeah, of course, um, and then as time went on, I was still in Africa, and I kind of heard more and more about what he was doing with the Brinkman Adventures. Um, and of course, this was only, you know, episode four, so he was just beginning the Brinkmans. And um, after he wrote the scripts, he said, hey, do you want to play, do you want to try out for your, to play yourself? And it's hard to play yourself. That's the weird thing. You know, it's one thing to play someone else, but when you're acting in the middle of your own story. Yeah. It's really weird. You know, I've honestly never thought of that. I've, you yeah. know, I've done a, more characters, um, but I've never thought about what I have to do <laughs> to play myself. So Yeah, in uh, one way it does help because you know exactly how you felt and it's n not as hard to maybe get the emotion because you just remember it and you're just back in that moment. So you, you got the chance to play yourself and... The the episode. Um, let's talk a little bit about the episode. Uh, it's it's episode five of season one, called Aunt Sarah. And let's go ahead and play a clip from the show. We were trapped in that tiny building. A few angry villagers got in before we locked the door. They just kept screaming and screaming at the chairman. Meanwhile, outside, the crowd grew to over two hundred people, and through the walls, we could hear them chanting and yelling. They wanted to burn the building down with us in it. Is this ever going to end? This crowd is getting out of control, and the chairman looks even more afraid than Sydney. There's no way we're getting out of this without someone getting hurt. Where is my Bible? First Peter 1, 7-9. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than a gold that perishes, 
though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We're going to break down your door. Oh Lord, please give us strength, help us. Help us. Wrap your arms around no, us. No, it's alright. Those are the police from Luancha. Ambadador, let them in! What's going on here? My village turned on these missionaries. We've been trapped in here for two hours. The mob wants to kill them. We need to get them out of here now. When we open the door, run to our truck and get in the back. We'll surround you as we run. Oh, more action scenes. So you got to be an action star. So why don't you go ahead and set the scene? Uh, we talked about which country it was. It, it started with I was Z- in Zambia. Z- Zambia. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Zaire, but Zambia's yeah. good as well. Uh, so set yeah. the scene. What was going on in that, that scene that we just listened to? Yeah, well, like I said, we were trapped in a little building for two hours, I think. It was around two hours. And um, the reason why is we had been... The, my, the mission team and I that, that I had gone with, there's about seven, eight of us actually, eight people. And we had just chosen a little village and decided this is where we're going to spend two months because that was our outreach, two months long. Um, we'll just get to know people here, share the gospel, see if anyone is, you know, really kind of ripe for the gospel and then teach them how to teach their neighbors, kind of like mm-hmm. a simple training the trainers type thing. You know, teach them how to study and obey the Bible and really get to know the Lord. So as we got in there, only the first week... Um, Right then, right at, right at the first week mark, a couple of things happened where the, all the villagers just somehow decided we were Satanists. And <laughs> yeah. Where so, did they get that wrong? <laughs> there was a lot of confusion. It was very confusing. I mean, a couple of different things happened. One was there was two kind of like the local crazy people that yeah. always were kind of crazy. They got worse when we were there. So they were, you know, throwing chairs out the window and just being very violent. Normally they're a little more subdued. And then a third thing happened. One boy went absolutely crazy after we gave him like a drink of water. Um, later, we found out he had overdosed on drugs, which his parents didn't know he was taking. Oh. Um, but all the, those three things happened. And then one woman said she was bathing in the in her little wash tub one morning. And she looked down and she saw a white person in her bucket of water holding a sword. And that was, you know, another proof that we were not from God. We were actually Satanists trying to curse them. I'd never seen a, a human being look at me like I was the devil. It was the weirdest thing. And it was children, like many, many children looking at me with just such fear and just hiding. They would run and, or hide their head under their coat or, or angry at me, but mostly fear. It was, it was really weird. Um, yeah, so the chairman was trying to corral us. Come into my office, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, who are you? You didn't talk to me. He was, he was concerned about his people and trying to make sure we were okay, but also wanted wanted to get our information. So if we got hurt, he would know who to contact. Okay, I, I see. So now we, we were talking briefly before we started recording here that there were, there were some things that, you know, obviously an episode is only so long, but there mm-hmm. were some extra things that you learned that weren't necessarily in uh, that dramatization. You want, you want to mm-hmm. share a few? Sure, yeah. The two things that happened that I think marked me the most, we alluded to it really briefly in the episode, but um, what happened was when the people, you know, were all surrounding us in that, in that house, they were throwing rocks at the building, they were saying, you know, we should burn them, we should burn them. Um, one thing happened that we didn't tell in this episode, because I didn't know at the time, was one of the local Christian guys who was helping kind of guide us, he went out when we were all stuck in there. Mm. And he said, what are you guys doing? 
And they said, no, these are the Jews that killed Jesus. We need to get rid of them. They're evil. And he, he would start encountering them. He said, what are you talking about? What have they been doing at your houses when they come? Oh, they read the Bible and, you know, try to pray. And he's like, would Satanists do that? And they're like, no. And he said, we should kill them. They were saying, we should kill them. He said, okay, no, you guys are like the Jews that were trying to kill Jesus. These people are trying to bring you the gospel and you're trying to kill them. He said, fine, if you're going to kill them, you have to kill me first. And he said, get the tire, get the, the petrol, which is that's how they, they would burn people there. They would burn people alive. So they said, I, he said, I'm ready, do it. I'm, I'm here. And um, I think that kind of just pushed them, you know, to say, are you really going to do this? And then a guy stood up too next to him who had translated for me the day before and he said, no, it's true. They were just preaching the, the straight gospel, but there was nothing else. It wasn't anything weird. Um, so they, they were still angry. So then Aaron, that was the guy who had stood up for us. He went back in the building. And I think that kind of was maybe a, a part where it turned a little bit, where the crowd okay. maybe was maybe rethinking some things, but also they were forced, forced their hand kind of, are you really going to do this? Um, so I never knew that. And I think he maybe, maybe saved our lives. Um, but the thing that I I learned most, like what happened inside of me that was the most significant was after we were rescued by the police, and you hear that in the episode, we were brought back to our house in the town and um, we had to figure out what to do if we're going to leave. Okay. Because you hear, you know, you read in the scripture where it says, if someone rejects you, you shake the dust off your feet and go to the ones that are actually hungry, right? The people that want the gospel, you go to those instead. And um, so we thought, well, maybe that's the case here. They don't just don't want it. Um, but as we were, as we were really thinking about that, I just felt, but that's not right. It's not true. They're not rejecting the gospel. They're rejecting Satanism, which we all should reject. That like that is it's a bad thing. And so I said, if we go, I felt if we go, we're just going to reinforce that lie. And and everyone else felt the exact same way. And so we thought, okay, I think maybe we need to go back. So it was that that was the most significant thing to me because it was i was so scared <laughs> i was I, so oh, scared yeah i was <laughs> I, I can imagine <laughs> yeah okay so what happened was when i was really scared to go back in mm -hmm. um i it was that morning when we were about to go in and i thought okay i might die today like this really truly might be my last day um and i didn't know i was like sick i i was so scared and I mean, at first I was really angry and God had, had dealt with my anger. He, he just said, yeah, you're right, Sarah, they're, they're being terrible to you, but if you want, I can give you my love for them. Um, and I was like, okay, yes, I want that. So he had just kind of just washed all my anger out, which was a miracle and given me, me love for them. But, but the next morning is when I was really, you know, just terrified. And, um, I, I went to this little tiny closet that was in the house and I just, just got down on my knees and I had my Bible and I was just like, just getting real with the Lord. Like, I can't do this. I am so scared. I can't do this. And um, I experienced something that I've never experienced before or since. It was it was like the presence of the Lord became so real to me. Almost like what Javi was talking about a little bit, you know, where it's just okay. like everything's so clear. Yeah. But not just that. It was how amazing he was just was blowing my mind. And I can't explain it except for that. I just I just felt he was really, really close and I also felt like if I could just reach out my hand, I could maybe touch his foot. Like I really literally felt like he was that close and that real. And it and it just blew me away how amazingly glorious he was. And as I as I was just astounded, just astounded by who he was, like who the Lord really is, I was like, I'll do anything for you. Like I'll do anything for you.
So I was like, I'll go. I I can go. Like, I love you so much. And that was that was what allowed me to go because I I wouldn't have been able to. I would have probably just stayed in the van or like, get me later. I can't. No, this is stupid. But I I was like, I'll do anything for you. So it's beautiful. So and I always think back to that whenever I forget, you know, whenever I'm struggling, I'm like, wow, no, I I don't experience the Lord like that all the time. But even just one little tiny taste makes me think he's so good. I can't wait to see him. Mm. Like, I just want to do what he wants me to do. So, yeah, that's cool. I guess once you've been uh, nearly killed by a mob, that does put things in perspective as well. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, I think what's interesting is that you've been writing since Mm -hmm. pretty much the beginning, right? Yeah. Second season, maybe. Okay. And you're also responsible for the uh, curriculum, the mm-hmm. the guide. Is that correct? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when I first met you, I mean, obviously I knew that you were Ian's sister, but, um, you know, you were working there on your computer and there were pictures mm-hmm. and CD layouts and all that kind of stuff. And um, I just thought that was kind of your your talent. There was was putting that together. No, that was not my talent. <laughs> the first time I've ever done that. So it was well, you just gave definitely the, a God thing. You definitely gave the appearance that you knew what you were doing. No, Sarah undersells herself. She's amazing, and um, she just poured herself into that curriculum and poured her heart into it. And and Sarah's kind of a teacher, like my dad. My dad is is also a teacher by profession. And so Sarah made these lessons just really exciting and very impactful, and they get to the heart of the episodes, and they're scriptural. And and if I was a kid, I would love to be in that class. And <laughs> so yeah, they're 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 amazing. But Sarah doesn't just do curriculum. Sarah does so much more around here. Sarah does our art. She's an amazing artist, mm-hmm. and. Um, Sarah is the person in the room when we're writing these stories that comes up with the idea that you would never dream of. She has this um, this, this zany creativity that that's really, really cool. I mean, we, we really compliment each other when we write. So she's, she does so much. She's very talented and, oh, and um, kind of helps you. with the website. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, we all wear many hats here. But, yeah. and, but Sarah, we're just, just so thrilled that, that God has brought you to be a part of the Brinkmans. And, and we were just talking today in this very room um, this morning, and we both started crying as mm. we were talking about how mm-hmm. um, recently I was going through cataloging my pictures. And there was Sarah, and Sarah, I don't know how old you were, 16 years old or 17, 18 years old, um, mm. here at our house with my little kids holding little little baby Ashley and little Michaela on mm-hmm. on your lap. And um and just this week, you're you're taking Big Ashley, who's 20 years old, and and um, is in a really serious relationship with a guy, and and you're still in her life with her, and so and loving special. her, and and being a part of you know walking through this new exciting chapter of her life, and in Michaela too, and so um, we're just so so grateful. You live on the other side of Lake Michigan, and so it's four or five hours away, but um, for much of the year, you live right mm-hmm. here with us, and yeah. we're just so honored and thrilled and and blessed by oh, you. Thank so. you. It's so special to be a part of you guys' life. I really, really cherish that so mm. much. And I wanted to say a little bit too, it is very fun being an aunt to all of <laughs> the Brinkman Bullman kids. They are such a blast. I, I love going over there and just sitting on the couch and they're everywhere running around showing me things, teaching me things about dinosaurs and it, your family is such a joy to be around. So I'm just so grateful to be here. You know, the Brinkmans is largely 
this amazing family effort as much as as much as like a missionary saying i think a couple podcasts ago we had the wonders on right that they packed up with it is almost the same thing you know all your kids are involved they are involved in in the writing and in the acting and in the foley and in you know the website i mean josh is I think he's here all the time. You know, it, it is kind of this total, total family involvement. Mm-hmm. There's one other little story. We talk about Sid and Samantha Thompson in this episode, and they're kind of the parallel story that's yes. going on between, I think it's Kitchy and Ian Brinkman. Yeah. And Kitchy's going to have a party. She doesn't invite the Thompson twins and they, they get mad at her. And they have, um, we wanted to have, we want to show kind of Sarah what you were um, living out in missions and show kids how they can live out that same idea um, in their own life. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of a cool part of this episode. But there's one other little piece, and that's Hector the Goose Hector that I have, the to, goose. I have to address. So Hector the Goose was um, comes from my childhood. When I was growing up, there was this legendary goose that lived four or five blocks away from my house. And it was between us and the gas station where my friends would go get candy. <laughs> and so everybody on my block was terrified of this goose. Nobody wanted to go down Westshire because because of Hector that would chase you. And, and come to find out, years later, Hector was owned by my father-in-law and my mother-in-law. It was actually my mother-in-law's goose. It was no Amy, way. my wife's goose. Oh, my goose. goodness. And when you yeah. were a kid... You I had were no afraid idea. Of their goose. I had. I, we were terrified of this that goose, so and it funny. turned out that that I goose never knew that. That goose loved Amy's mom. It hated everybody else in the <laughs> world, but it loved Amy's mom. I don't know if it imprinted or what, but um, yeah. Oh, so funny. we we wrote Hector into the story. I like Hector the goose. You know, another thing we needed some honking. This is you know God does so many things for for this little ministry at the Brinkmans, where He gives us what we need when we need it. And I needed the goose, and I I remember praying, God, help me find a goose. And I went down to the shores of Lake Michigan, and this white goose came up to me. We have a lot of Canada geese here. Um, this white goose came up to me and just started hissing at me. And I had my palm recorder, and <laughs> so that's the goose. And the Lord just sent this thing to me to record. For that episode. And he was hissing and honking he at you. He hissed and honked at me. <laughs> yeah, awesome. we, we were able to use that. You know, that could do, be a whole episode is just on the animal the animal stories. Yeah. And also, I'll, I'll put a plug in again. Um, if you're listening to this and you are a VBS teacher or a Sunday school teacher or a homeschool mom that wants to keep missions on the table with your kids, um, or maybe a backyard Bible Bible club that you're, you're running, I'd strongly urge you to look at our website and check out Living the Call. There's a video there, and actually the Real Aunt Sarah um, introduces the curriculum in this little video, and you can uh, download a sample, I think, there. But it's it's a great, really good resource. I'm really excited about it. So please check that out if you're, if you're a teacher. That's a great idea. And uh, also to our listeners, wherever you get your podcast from, if you give us a like or give us a review or, a, or whatever and tell us how, you know, one, what you liked, what you didn't like, uh, we'd appreciate it. Or go over to prankmanadventures.com and leave a comment. And that's just going to about do it uh, for myself and for my wonderful guest co-host, Ian. Thanks for having me. And, of course, our regular co-host, Sarah, <laughs> who, whom the episode was about. Uh, we, we thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.